0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, give me thanks and praise for the gift of the baptism of Christ this day of Epiphany. We ask we open our hearts to renew our own baptismal promises of you. We believe in you, and we surrender our lives to you. Amen. If another priest ever comes to St. Thomas and wants to stain glass these windows, don't look how beautiful the snow is. Isn't it great? It's just a beautiful, like, nature and God and then different seasons and such. I was praying with the snow, praying with the seasons in general, as we enter into kind of the cold season, back to school, kind of the settling down of a uh, whole season of kind of partying and whatnot shenanigans during Christmas time. Life kind of settles down. And I love this. Part of the reason I love living in Michigan, although Michigan is, is not perfect, we live here, is we get the four seasons. We get to enjoy all the four seasons. And all of them have pros and cons to it. right? All of them. We, we prepare here for, for For spring, the the snow starts to melt, new life starts to happen. It's usually the Easter season, all this beautiful stuff, and uh, the physical weather of the season. But also, for me, it's like allergy season. It's like high peak allergy season and pollen. It's not always fun. When summer in, in Michigan, everyone's on the lake and on the beach, all these fun things. It starts to get hot, all these wonderful things. At the same time, we have this God's part of the fall nature of humanity: mosquitoes, the worst part of humanity. Then the fall, I love the fall, cider and donuts. Football season, it's hunting season, but we have to go back to school. It isn't always fun. And then it kind of starts as well, the cold season, and how here we are in winter. Winter is cold, we start getting dry skin. At the same time, part of the beauty of winter can be for us to um, remember the beauty and to appreciate the beauty of warmer days. So all these type of things that God has given us into our lives. Not only just those seasons there 's other seasons in our lives there 's one season in particular that I absolutely despise like i don 't look forward to it and I hate it, and it comes up whenever it comes up, I just get stressed out the entire time during it, the entire time before it, and then anticipating the next season, I get stressed out just thinking about it and that 's election season I hate I hate election season, especially as a priest because it 's just like we 're trying to preach the gospel of Jesus we 're trying to be like Charismatic about the, the the beauty of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And then people hold politics closer than they hold religion. And it divides the community and it divides families and family and friends. That's all we talk about. It's just like, oh and politics are necessary. They've always been part of humanity, but it's just like annoying. And especially in the modern day, like like literally like this year is a presidential election season. And it's like we've been pigeonholed, right? We've been so divided. And like the understanding of politics, that like we're trying to preach like the the dignity of human life in the womb against abortion, but it's become politicized, and like kind of the really intense liberalism that's intent that's come and infiltrated the school system with like the gay and trans agendas in the school systems. Like we're like now we're, like frustrated, like now we're forced to like kind of pick a side. It's like it really divides the community, whether you're left, whether you're right, and, like, whoever wins is it excited, never loses, is annoyed, and then the pendulum swings, and then the left wins, and the right wins, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is very, 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 very challenging. When we pray with that as, like, followers of Jesus, and we enter into, like all these things. Why do I talk about these things? Because even St. Paul, in the, in, the, in the reading today to Titus, is really preaching to Titus, saying to him, like, listen, we have Jesus. We have the incarnation of God. We have God. It literally says, like, listen, teach your people to respect authority, to be righteous in all your doings and your deeds, be good to each other, live in the world, that's fine, but don't forget who you are in Jesus Christ. Because not only in their seasons of, like, weather seasons, in the church there are seasons, and it's extremely beautiful how we enter into and how we shift our spiritualities of the seasons. We had a whole season of anticipating the birth of Christ, we had a short season, but it was still a season of the birth of Jesus and Christmas, right? And then now we have all these weeks leading up to Lent, is declaring who Jesus is today in His Epiphany in the baptism of Christ. Behold, the Lamb of God. Like He is God. I can't be baptized. I can't baptize him. He should baptize us. He will baptize us with fire and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God, the beauty of Epiphany. and he goes into the wilderness. And then the later on, the subsequent weeks of Epiphany, of, in the beginning was the Word. He's the incarnation of God. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. Who is Jesus? Now that we know that, we shift again into Lent. We repent from our sins, obviously anticipating the resurrection of Jesus and all these things that come from the death and the resurrection of Jesus for our own lives. And it's extremely beautiful. So that when that happens to us, when we enter into the stress of the world, we say, oh, politics, oh, the seasons, oh, the economy goes up and down, up and down. We just pause and say, yeah, but, but there's more to this life than this life, and it has to come from Jesus. And Titus, so when St. Paul is preaching to Titus, he even says this. He says, by the washing, because we're talking about baptism today, by the washing and regeneration and the, re- and the renewal in the Holy Spirit, which he, which God, poured out upon us richly, through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be justified by his graces and become heirs of eternal life. That we have an inheritance, that we now have a purpose in our lives, in a world that's relatively godless, that has systematically rejected God, and who has no idea who they are, the, really the biggest issue is an identity issue. Therefore, we force our identities instead of knowing who we are in Jesus Christ. If I have an inheritance from God, from baptism, that means I'm his child. And as a child of God, I have purpose. I have meaning. I have beauty in my own life. Not defined by this world. Because what can very easily define us in our lives? Our wealth, our status, all these things, or even politics. Or oh, I'm right, or I'm left. The right is my God. The left is my God. Whatever it might be in our lives, we can, We're anticipating this week. It's going to be a really fun week of football. You can say, is my life? If my life's a source of happiness and joy, whether Michigan wins or doesn't win the national championship, whether the Lions win or don't win their their first playoff game in a forever, these are fun things that are part of life that are great. Enjoy them. I will 100% be rooting for Michigan against my better knowledge of life, right? For the glory of God? No. Because it's fun. Because it's communal. And then it'll end. And then there's next year. And then there's next year. And then there's next year. And there's another election. And there's another, another year in our lives. What does any of it really matter to our lives? At the heart of our hearts, for our inheritance, for our purpose, for our identity? It doesn't. It's just fun. Enjoy it. But who we are, are baptized, Disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, and that's what matters. And that's what gives us purpose. Death comes, suffering comes, the world goes up and down. We're detached from it because we have rejected Satan. Think, for example, of the, the baptism ceremonies of our lives. Have you ever, ever been to a baptism? The first question to ask the, the person usually is, what's your name? You give your name. It's very simple. The next question is, do you reject Satan and all his hosts? And all his lies, and do you reject that? And usually like, they're like holding a baby, and like, do you reject Satan? They're like, yeah. I'm like, hey, do you reject Satan? They're like, yeah, yeah, I reject Satan. I'm like, good, very important question. Now that you reject Satan, do you believe in God? Do you believe in the church? Do you believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus? Do you believe in the one holy Catholic apostolic church? These things we say in our creed, like, yes, I believe. So what happens is, we profess our faith, and then we receive the sacrament. The same thing at Mass. We have Mass. We have the, the, the prayers, the readings, the Word. I come down to say, we believe. And they say, we do believe. And now that we believe, and because we believe, then we turn to the Eucharist to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. That's why today, of all days, of Epiphany, of a great memorial of baptism, of the baptism even of Jesus Christ himself, what are we going to do? At the Creed, I will come around and I will sprinkle holy water on all of you, reminding us of our baptism. That every time we walk into a church or we have holy water, we dip our hand in holy water in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We bless ourselves, reminding ourselves that I am more than this world. I am more than sports. I am more than health, than wealth, than politics. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm a child of God. I have worth. I have purpose. I am loved by God. Amen?